it's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talkin' Ag Lane Nordland for today's LaneCast. Hello, everyone. As we return back to more agriculture conversations on the LaneCast Ag Podcast, the markets have been very hot, especially for the steers and yearlings here in the summer of 2022. And that's a, a bit of a relief for so many producers out there that have uh, had pretty hard decisions to make with drought, buying hay, liquidating their herds. It's been a tough go for so many. But uh, along the way, there's there's uh, ag lenders out there that uh, understand what so many of these producers are going through, and they're uh, that uh, vital a link in that chain of what is agriculture and uh, today uh, joining us is uh, Mr. Ty Wells at the Montana Livestock Ag Credit and and Ty obviously things are looking pretty good on this cattle front uh, and, and of course you're a producer your, yourself how are things looking at White Sulphur Springs? They're looking darn good Lane I mean uh, we were a little well we were just like everybody pretty darn nervous early on and and I tell you uh, our rain kind of came around the first of June and we stayed cold colder than normal probably and so nothing really got going and and the rain came at the right time and and actually things look pretty dang good up there i mean a lot of grass and and that's the main thing right now i mean the majority of this state you know the grass is phenomenal right now haze you know the, the hay crops are down a little bit on some of the dryland stuff especially around central montana and stuff but you know Honestly, talking to our producers, you know, they're going to probably have just enough. They might have to supplement and buy some. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a catch-22, uh, and I got a lot of hay producers out there. <laughs> I don't really want to talk too much about this, but a lot of this first crop hay got rained on. Yeah. And, and you know, that's a really good thing for the cowboys in some ways. I mean, some of that stuff that normally would maybe head for an export market, uh, you know, it's probably going to stay in the state, and it's yep. going to it's going to go for cow feed, and yep. and that's a that's a win win for everybody. You know, uh, the hay guys they still have some second and third cutting to to come on that that uh, probably will be hot and dry by then, and they'll get it put up right, yep. and and it's going to be a win win. They'll get a high high value out of that deal, but but anyway, there's it sounds like there's going to be you know pretty good hay stocks, hay supplies to to go around, and and this market, I mean, uh, gosh, you couldn't ask for something better right now. I mean, this is a win. Uh, we kind of needed this. Our producers financially are sitting very well, but uh, I tell you what, when you're talking, you know, 210 to 220 on some of these calves and these yearlings, my gosh, this morning, I mean, uh, just shows you kind of what the feed did to them last winter. But, I mean, some of these yearlings bringing $1.95 to, to two bucks. 202. 202, yeah. yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. So uh, I think it just uh, it's going to pay them back and it's going to buy some hay this come this fall so yeah that other yeah. banking family had a really good price yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> but <laughs> they did but they got really good cattle and they they do. i mean they they do things very well so yep. uh yeah good for them yeah no it has been fun to watch that and obviously i want to be doing my job what, what are, are people drop dropping hints of what uh the price of hay is going to be <laughs> well it's kind of ironic i have that's probably the the number one question normally it's what's the price of cattle but right now it's kind of been what's the price of hay around the state you know and and what's eastern montana with all the moisture that they've had you know what uh you know what's it going to be out there and can we haul it and all yep. that and and freight's going to be a big issue this year uh you know it doesn't uh if you got to go very far it's going to cost you quite a bit of money but in, at, the, at the end of the day, I guess, I mean, things are looking pretty good. The, the range that we're hearing, I mean, on the bottom end, I've heard some, you know, 170s uh, all the way to about two and a quarter, somewhere in there on some of this first crop. And a lot of, again, is it's all geographical where you're at and, and how far you got to haul it. So, but. so, so obviously, 
It's been pretty touch and go the last few years. Very serious conversations with some of your clients that probably had to be made. Yeah. That's not fun. We, we, we like seeing these high prices. Oh, yeah. We like having the good times. But having that financial advisor, the expertise that you and your team have, and that's why I know so many of your clients continue to, to, to trust and, and embrace all that you provide them. Why is it important for you all to be able to be that be a financial advisor, a banking industry, and sit down with these producers and help them keep those herds together, make those decisions? Because so much work goes into livestock production oh, yeah. and our genetics. Why is it important for you to have a team together that understands that comes from the coming from a farmer ranch background? Well, I think the biggest thing, Lane, first off, is and I can speak for all ag lenders in this state, you know, not just Montana Livestock, but all but all institutions and their lenders. I mean, I guess the, the big thing about them is, is, I mean, we're all in it for the long haul. We're all in it to watch our producers succeed. And so, and really at the end of the day, you know, when, when things are, are tough and, and people are trying to make those decisions, you know, they don't want to feel alone. And the one thing that anybody, any lender can do, and most lenders do do, is they sit down with their producers and they go through the numbers with them, you know, and at the end of the day, it becomes, you know, you try to take the, the sentimental side of it out yep. and, and you just try to put the, the dollars and cents in there when you got to make those uh, drastic decisions. And, and I just think that everybody did a good job of that last year. You know, I mean, there were very tough conversations to be had, uh, you know, but I think as a whole, we came through it pretty darn good. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's easy to be a, an ag banker when times are good. Yep. You know, you can, it feels like you sometimes just kind of throw money around. But, but when things get tight, I, I mean, that's when a, you, the rubber really meets the road, and, and that's when we earn our keep. And that's what we're here for at the end of the day. I mean, uh, you know, we, we're not here to, to make any decisions for you. We're, help, we're here to, to help you go through the numbers and understand them and, and, and get a path forward. But and then I guess just to add to that, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, without our ag producers, we really don't have a, a business ourselves, and so it's as important to, for us to watch them succeed as it is for themselves. What have been some of the adjustments uh, clients have made as we've seen inflation uh, have its have its toll, um, higher fertilizer costs, um, again for uh, fuel. I mean, every everything. How, how important is it for? your producer board and you to, to understand that and, and what have been some of the consultations that uh, have been carried out in the countryside just to just to help I, I i'm just looking at your whole toolbox that you yeah. provide i guess Ty. well and i guess the you you hit it right on uh on the head on that first one i mean probably there's the biggest conversation we had this spring was fertilizer you know and and, it, and that was geographical too depending upon what the moisture uh, was in your in your area your situation but you know I mean uh, we saw a lot of guys that maybe cut back on their fertilizer a little bit but they still did some you know yep. and I think that paid off uh, a lot of it again was was timing on that getting it applied to the rain but you know I mean it, it was kind of a pretty case specific uh, you know whatever your operation in your area uh, was like at that time but uh, we did see a lot of that cut back but, you know, production overall, I don't think it made that much of a difference yep. on it. You know, going on into the future, who knows, some of that nitrogen might not be stored up, and there, we might have to deal with that down the road. But, you know, as a whole, uh, you know, I think everybody got through that. This inflation deal, yeah, it's pre it's pretty it's pretty real. Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't take very long when you go to buy parts or you go to the, the fuel pump. Yep. 
uh, put fuel in your swather, whatever it may be right now. But, uh, you know, but we're just seeing producers do the best they can to manage it. Yep. You know, and I, I guess that's the biggest thing I've seen so far is, you know, in the summertime, we kind of, as an ag lender, we kind of slow up and everybody gets into the hay field and is pretty uh, focused on, on just getting their crops put up. And I think that we've done a lot more consultations this summer. I mean, just going out with our producers and sitting down with them because they want to know where they're at. Yeah. They want to know how this is affecting them and, and stuff. And, and of course, I can't, uh, I got to mention interest rates. I mean, that's, <laughs> I was going to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. And, and nobody really knows where that's going to go. You know, uh, the Fed will meet again next week, yep, uh, the 27th. Yep. And uh, you're guaranteed a three-quarter rate increase and probably maybe even there's hint of maybe even a percent. And they're really just trying to shock it right now and, and get a handle on it. But these are interest rates, I mean, still historically are pretty darn low. Yep. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's probably not what everybody wants, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's manageable. Yep. And, and there's a lot of long-term money out there that you can still fix and, and put that to use. And so, uh, anyway... Uh, it, it's just kind of what we got to get through right now. And the one thing I got to say about producers is they're doing a good job because they're paying very close attention to everything they're doing right yep. now. So Trey Wanserberger yep. out of Nebraska, yep. we just did a, a great uh, conversation and, and he goes, Lane, you and I've never lived through high inflation. Yeah. And, uh, I, I know my dad always talks about, I think his, he bought a Chevy pickup in the eighties and it was like 18 or 20% interest. Yep. And so that is something that the millennial generation hasn't experienced. I guess there's Gen Zs now probably making decisions out on operations yeah, <laughs> right out of high school or college. But I, I, I guess what, what are some tips that you have for producers out there, especially this young generation that honestly does not know what high interest rates, what, what that's like, and uh, how that is going to impact their decision-making in expanding, um, you know, and making those improvements uh, through equipment, sure. putting fence in. What, 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 what is that going to look like? Well, it's pretty interesting that you asked that. I think one of the biggest things is, and, and we've been, we've tried to do this uh, my whole career, you know. I mean, uh, basically at the end of the day, I mean, you, you do not want to get overextended, yep. you know. And, and uh, this is a, a time that we're going to go through that, you know, uh, it, it'll probably reward those that, that have a, done a pretty good job of that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, y you know, you just kind of got to go through things. And if you can afford it, you know, maybe it's the time to do it. But but honestly, timing is going to be everything. And, and we're we're probably having the conversation, do you, is that a need or a want? You know, yep. I, I, I laugh. Uh, I, I've got some very good friends, and they're Angus producers in this business. And, you know, uh, they were – uh, their mom used to sit them both down and, and ask them that very same question when they would when yep. they would come up with an idea what she'd say is it a need or a want and that's really probably the question to ask yourself right now you know this might not be the time to to go out there and purchase those wants you know yep. there'll be a time down the road and, and especially once we get this moisture situation returned to a normal pattern you know i mean if we can hold these markets in here for a couple yep. of years i mean there'll be the time to to purchase those wants again a huge impact especially for folks for you know putting hay up and just getting equipment is just that availability of new equipment yeah. that, it's i've been looking for just a, a nice size you know 70 horse around you know 60 to 70 horsepower tractor for our little operation so yeah. i can at least put square bales up um yep. idiot cubes and, and move round bales around and you know move snow just perfect for me but trying to find used yeah. equipment you couldn't no and the price on 
a 20, 30 year old in really good shape tractor that's like 40 horsepower or less, people are asking 30, 35,000. Yeah. And yeah. I understand that people are willing to buy those right now. And and uh, luckily enough, um, I was able to work with Hoven Equipment, Anna yeah. Morris out of yep. Lewistown. And, and I never thought, I've never really bought new in my life, but I could not pass up 0% interest for yeah. 60 months on a brand new piece of equipment that I will probably have my whole life. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the type of, like, very meticulous. And who knows, I may trade it in or it, I, I don't know. But, but I mean, it, it, the, the, do I really, did I really need it? Do I want it? I mean, it really came into, I, I know we're going to have a tough winter one of these years yeah. in our new little homestead. You know, yeah. the little tiny tractor is not going to cut it. But that's just like, what, what are you hearing from folks that truly need to get a 120 horsepower oh, tractor? There's none around. No. And these poor implement dealers yeah. are just, they're, they're working their tails off to get. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and just real quick on that, you know, I mean, I've talked to a few of them that, you know, they can't even get their, all, their normal allocations. No. You know what I mean? They've been cut by, by, by deer and by, you know, case. But I, so it's been tough for them, you know, and I, I feel their pain a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, I, I had some friends that were looking for a swather. And, my God, when you get on tra- these these search engine yeah. tractor house, tractor house. Walls, yeah. you know, I mean, I think there were, in what they were looking for, there might have been four in, in the whole state, and some of them never even made it in. Yeah. They were already sold the yep. minute that they got, you know. Uh, so there is there is some issues with that. The biggest thing on that deal, though, too, is I mean, when the ones that do trade up, they'll they'll have used machines available, and it's just again one of them things to the need or want coming back to that, yep. and, you know. And if you can get through this year, and especially if you got to get through the timing on, like, if it's a piece of haying equipment, I mean, if you can get through the haying season, we all know that. Yep. That's it's better to buy it in the off season than, than yep. during, when you need it because everybody else needs it too. So, yeah. but but the parts have been a challenge. You know that's yeah. been a real challenge. Yeah. But you know it's kind of uh, I've seen some things happen in that case too. I mean parts are short and stuff like that. And I've seen neighbors go help other neighbors pitch in when yeah. they, they've been down. And you know that's that's a good thing too. You know in these small communities, I mean uh, it, it it really uh, it, just pretty neat to see. Well, don't go too far. We'd like to thank today's sponsor of the LaneCast Ag Podcast. We'll be back with Ty Wells right after this. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is the definitive voice of cattle producers in our nation's capital. NCBA is working on behalf of its members to protect your operation from government overreach and rising taxes. But the cattle business is under pressure, and we need every producer to join us to protect our way of life. Join NCBA today and help us protect the future of your farmer ranch. Visit ncba.org or call 866-233-3872 for more information. Returning back with Ty Wells with Montana Livestock Ag Credit. Ty, uh, tell us how you got into the banking game. I, I guess, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Wyoming, uh, originally in northeastern Wyoming, between Buffalo and Gillette. And, and I tell you, I mean, I, I went, I did a couple years at Casper College in ag business and then transferred to Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman had such a good ag school. and, and Yes, heck, they do. Yeah, and you know, it was ironically, it was kind of it was closer for me to go to Bozeman than it was for me to go to Laramie, and yeah. and it just intrigued me. I, I mean, I really the ag econ department and the lending. I never really knew I wanted to go into that, uh, but you know, uh, my family went through the '80s, and it was fairly tough on them. And and it was kind of one of them things that when I got into it, I thought, you know, this is pretty neat. This is pretty amazing. You can really help people. Uh, it, it's one of probably the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. 
and you know the thing about it, Lane, and you probably think this is kind of going to sound a little bit funny, but, you know, sometimes I've gotten as much satisfaction in, uh, in maybe discouraging people from doing something or, t- or, or maybe even just basically saying no as I have yes I mean it's been it's been very rewarding I've had a lot of those tough conversations and people years later come back to me and thank me and and it's it's kind of a, it's just but it's a, it's tough to stomach yeah, though it when is. you're on that receiving end yep yep it's very tough and and the thing is, is I mean we're really here to fulfill people's dreams but we're also here to maybe be that little speed bump every once in a while yep. and say hey you know, what if this happens or this doesn't happen? And, and I think that's what people need because at the end of the day, I mean, when you're, you're going through your finances, you, you know, that's a very private matter. And you, yep. don't, you can't share that with, with anybody. And most people don't want to and share that with their And all you bankers just gossip, you know. No, 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 no I'm no, joking. No, I'm joking. No, that's, that's, a, that's very, we take that very serious. I mean, it's a, confidentiality is everything to us. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is sometimes people just need somebody to sit down and run, run the numbers by and know that uh, they can do that in confidence that, 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 uh, that it's not going to go anywhere. Yep. So, anyway. Um, what's it like dealing with this new generation that is coming into, into maybe management or, or expanding? What has what that working relationship been like? Are, are they more eager at looking at different programs and collaborating to bring in new funds? What has that been like? Guys my age, because I know you're a baby yeah. boomer. I am joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but Not quite. What, uh, what has that uh, dynamic been like as you see that transition for to, towards the more Gen X like yourself and the millennial like like my generation? What What has that been like, I guess? Well, I guess I, I, the first thing I'd say is the one thing that young people really seem to grasp and, and want to get even more knowledge in is the numbers uh, you know that's one thing I, I kind of laugh I've got a lot of customers in fact I was just talking to one coming down here today from White Sulphur you know he was talking about what they were going to do different in their hanging program and I asked him I said so well, why are what you know what's spurring this change on and he said well my son's been running the numbers yeah and I, you know I would get a lot of that and it's and it seems like the 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 younger generations are trying to find a way to figure out a way that they can be on these operations. And so they are probably more cognizant sometimes of the numbers as the older ones. Some of the baby boomers, they're kind of in that point in their career where, you know, they, they, they want to leave it up to somebody else, you know, and they've, they've had a successful life at it. And so, uh, so I think that's one thing with the younger, you know, it's kind of interesting real quick. One little side note on that. I mean, everybody is, is so gung-ho on this technology and stuff like that and i am too i mean i think that you you have to add technology to gain efficiencies and stuff that way uh, but it's kind of funny uh I'm, we're starting to see some of these younger generations want a little bit more of that personal contact too yep. they want they want a little bit of both you know what they want to uh, still they want to have a relationship with somebody uh, and I think, uh, you know, whether it be a mentor or somebody like that, I think that's been very beneficial for us, too. So so it's really kind of coming at it for a balanced approach. No, but but also I think we should point out uh, your governing board with Montana Livestock Ag Credit, yep. they're all producers. Yeah, we have nine of them from across the state, all of them active, every bit of them, you know, uh, and just super good guys. I mean, these are the, the kind of guys that you go into a community and, and they are very well respected. And uh, and they're as eager to help 
people out as anybody, you know, and, and, and really when it comes down to it, so yeah, Montana Livestock's day-to-day -day operations, I run them, and those guys are just feeding me stuff constantly, yep. you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, and uh, and I think that's the neat thing about us, and that's probably why we're a little bit different than, than a lot of, of other lenders, uh, you know, we are 100% agriculture. We're dependent upon it. And yep. so, and when you have the same guys, uh, you know, our board's borrowing money just like our producers. So, uh, it's it's kind of a it's a really neat deal. Um, what what are some of the tools that you have to help younger producers get a start? Well, you know, that's a little bit tougher uh, area with us. I mean, it is tough to get started. Uh, the biggest thing I always tell everybody, and and I know this isn't in Montana livestock specifically, but FSA still is one of the best tools. And everybody complains about their 39-page application, yep. but I mean, my gosh, the interest rates that they provide, especially in this new rate environment that we're headed up. You know, uh, as a lender, we can do things with work with the FSA to to basically help these young people kind of start out and, and maybe purchase a little little ground. Uh, you know, we. I don't want to. I got to be careful how I say this because you're kind of putting me on the spot here a little <laughs> bit. But but no, I, I mean, I think honestly, uh, y you know, I think that all lenders put a little more risk in youth. Uh, one thing about it, when you got a strong back and strong arm, sometimes you can kind of work through yep. things. Yep. You can, you know, you can push all hours of the day and stuff like that. And so I think, you know, every once in a while, we all want young people to come in, these young producers to come in. And so I think lenders will take more risk on youth yep. uh, as opposed to some of the other stuff. So, but it's, it's tough. I mean, it is very tough. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you got to have a you got to have a little second off farm income to, you know, I, that's right. You and both I, of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and sometimes it's you know, you know as much as uh, uh, covering the insurance bill, you know, the health insurance or yep. something like that. That's really at yep. the end of the day. Uh, sometimes if you can cover your living by that, you know, the the your your production side of it can cover the rest. You know, Ty, for me, my, my dad's a fencer. Mm -hmm. He's a damn good fencer. Yep. I mean, he left home when he was fifteen, and you know. I think he bought the grandparents' ranch, and I was like junior high, can't quite remember, but he fences, so he enjoys fencing. Yeah. And I just, and I always had to work for him. <laughs> Highway jobs, fencing jobs. Well, it was Phillips County Fair time, <laughs> and I would have been uh, like, I don't know how old. And I was clipping wire at Hen Menangus, and I saw two combine fires around Bowdoin there, and it's about mm -hmm. 106 degrees, and I'm clipping by myself, and I said, I don't want to do this to be able to own cows. And so that was probably when I figured out I got a BS for a living. Uh, well, you're good at that. <laughs> I try to. Uh, but, uh, again, Ty, um, I look forward to following up with you. But any last thoughts that you'd just like to share with, with our audience here today? Well, I just tell you, I mean, just... Uh, this has always been the main thing, but you know, outlook. You got to keep a positive outlook on this thing. And you know, one thing about it, you're not alone. You're never alone. Yep. Uh, you can. There's always somebody out there that you can run things by. And and mental health is. And I know we've we've kind of touched on that coming out of the backside of this deal. But uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, your attitude is everything. It's the one thing that you can control, even when the situation doesn't look like it's going in your favor. But, you know, we got green grass for the most of the state. There's going to be, hey, these prices are darn good. You know, uh, just as, as a good friend of mine says, one bite of the elephant at a time. And yep. things are looking a heck of a lot better today yep. than they were six months ago. 
Well, again, Mr. Ty Wells joining us here. Uh, I know he's getting a little antsy. His cattle selling just over an hour here on the video <laughs> auction. But uh, for more uh, on Montana Livestock Ag Credit, and, and I encourage folks, I mean, go look at the list of, of, of their lenders that, that work there. I mean, all these, all these people have... A rich history and background in agriculture and they fly to certain they fly to see you yeah yeah we do because that. you only have one office one office in so the we're state. not much on brick and mortar we're <laughs> you know our whole thing is is people yep. at the end of the day it's relationships you know and, and what we put out is the guys i send to the country they're phenomenal yep. all of them so, and that's thanks to our board yep so. well again ag dash credit dot com uh, yes, follow sir. follow them on social media they have some great profiles of of all the folks that work there their board members so uh, make sure and uh, visit them online uh, for for all those resources and again we'll continue to have these conversations here on the Lancast Ag podcast with with so many different people because agriculture is so diverse and that, that's our goal here whether it is on the podcast video or on our Western Ag Network TV or radio programs friends that will do it for today Ty Wells thanks for joining us thanks Lane appreciate will, it. I, I appreciate always enjoy visiting with you. I, I always enjoy it too. Too bad we didn't have a, a drink here. It's a little <laughs> earlier in the day. but uh, Yeah, this has been on a more serious note than we normally are. Yes, always, so. that, that is true. It's anyway. not a golf tournament. but No, <laughs> not that I'm good at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate Ty joining us here today, friends, and thank you for joining us, whether that be on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or on the podcast link. Make sure and subscribe and share this and all of our past episodes. I'm Lane Nordland. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.